Hello and welcome to the ATAR Notes podcast for the first time in 2019. My name is Nick and I'm here with um, Olivia, who just finished year 12 last year. Olivia, um, feel free to introduce yourself. Hi guys, I'm Olivia. I finished year 12 in 2018, as Nick said, and I'm studying aerospace engineering at UNSW. Yeah, so aerospace engineering obviously sounds pretty impressive. Um, I'm not sure if heaps of people would truly be aware of what it even is or or engineering uh, more in general as well. I'm sure we have a lot of listeners interested in engineering. Um, So the point of today is just to run through a few user-submitted questions, um, so questions that we got through Instagram, um, and to let Olivia kind of answer them and kind of explain to us what engineering um, actually involves. So before we get into that though, Olivia, I just want to touch on your um, year 12 just briefly. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've had a couple of questions about that. So the first one is, um, how did you find year 12 in general? Well, it it was very overwhelming with the amount of stress that I had to deal with, like because I was doing major works and, um, and on top of that, trying to manage with my extracurriculars, making sure I'm doing scholarship applications and on top of that, studying. It was... It was a full-on year, but um, I survived somehow. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, and what um, kind of subjects were you doing? Like, were you doing mostly math or science or English? It was a mix. I was doing some maths and physics, but then I was also doing some humanities subjects, so modern history, society and culture, um, studies of religion, and, yeah, English as well. Yeah, cool. And do you think that mixture has kind of put you in good stead for, for university or have there been any subjects in particular that have been helpful for you? Well, at first I wasn't sure how this mix of subjects is going to help me because clearly maths and physics would definitely help. But I feel like doing a bit of humanities can help because, for example, when in my engineering class, we have reports to do and there are some people who were still struggling with references and humanities has taught me how to do different types of referencing. And yeah, I feel like people think that with engineering, there's a lot of maths and physics, which is true, but there's also the soft skills component that you have to consider. And that's a lot of, that's something that the lecturers and our tutors have talked about a lot. They've always pushed like this thing of you have to develop your soft skills in order for you to, you know, be ahead of the game when it comes to, you know, looking for jobs and yeah. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. If you had to break it down, just coming from somebody who's entirely ignorant about engineering, what kind of proportion of engineering is kind of like the heavy math and science? Um, well, to be honest, it's I'm actually a bit unsure with that because there is because I've only just started. But yeah, of course. With with um what with my engineering course with. With, um, which was what I did last term. Um, there's a bit, there's a, mm, it's a bit of a mix actually. It's I would probably say it's like half and half because on one hand you got to do a bit of, we were doing a bit of like programming. We got to make sure like we were building a ve- an autonomous vehicle, so we had to like make sure we have our dimensions worked out in like with the um, track that we had to work with. And there was a bit of physics involved with like designing gears and, you know, that kind of thing. But then, you know, again, as I mentioned with the report writing, how to do um, presentations, that kind of thing. So I would probably say it's a bit of a, um, it's a probably say it'd be like 50-50. Sure, yeah. 
Um, we've had a couple of questions just kind of on that point of people who haven't necessarily studied uh, math at a particularly high level through year 12, but are still interested in engineering. Um, do you think those students would kind of struggle in the first year or is it a big disadvantage to have not done that kind of higher level math through year 12? Um, well, I feel like regardless of what level of maths, it's, it'd still be a challenge. Like this is coming from someone who did extension one maths, the HSC level, and then dropped down. I'm not yep. sure what the Victorian equivalent of that is, but um, and that and extension one maths was the um, was the um, required knowledge, and and the thing is, it was a struggle, but um, they do reteach a lot of the concepts to you. Like for example, they taught us complex numbers, which is part of extension two maths, which is a high the highest level of maths in HSC, mm-hmm. or they taught us inverse functions which was uh, a concept in extension one maths and so yeah they reteach the stuff to you so the only difference is that you've got to be prepared for like how fast they're going to go through the content which because they're going through like a terms content crammed with like within like two hours or so so it's something that you have to prepare for in advance and that was something that I did so during the last two weeks of holidays before uni I actually um, try to brush up my um, knowledge in maths just to make sure that I hit the ground running and not just show up to uni confused all the time. Yeah, nice one. Um, that's, that's really good advice, I think, for those people who kind of have asked those questions or who are a bit unsure about, um, I guess, their own mathematical ability, uh, that there is always another option to, to brush up in a different way, whether that be like independent study or like doing other courses or things like that as well. Um, fantastic. So thinking back to your year 12 and kind of at the end of year 12 when you had to put in preferences for your uni courses, uh, we've had a couple of questions which have been like, you know, did you always know that you wanted to do engineering or did you change your mind like last minute? For you, what was your kind of experience with that? I've always known I wanted to do engineering. It was more of like which field of engineering I wanted to do. So mm-hmm. it was like, mechanical or biomed sounds pretty interesting and it wasn't until like late high school when I figured aerospace would be really cool because I I learned about how like flight has been a concept that hasn't that we don't completely understand yet Mm -hmm. it's part like it's an integral part of like transportation and so that was something that I wanted to explore and that's how I got interested in aerospace and because I figured out about it pretty early. It was it like the prefer like putting the like figuring out the preferences wasn't too bad for me. I just it was more of like putting aerospace like as my first for um for UNSW and then maybe aerospace and then in another university and then going down to like mechanical engineering because it was like the closest thing I could get to. Yeah, sure. Uh, so just for those who aren't fully aware still. Um, can you just explain what aerospace engineering um, actually involves? Yeah, so it's more looking at air and space flight. You're like designing aircrafts, that kind of thing. It's commonly um, confused with aeronautical engineering. So I'd like to um, emphasize that aeronautical is commercial airplanes. Aerospace okay. is like rockets, space shuttles, that kind of thing. Cool. Yeah, I think you've definitely got the, the cooler of the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so do you have any any regrets at the moment? Like if you, or, or say hypothetically, I'll change the question a little bit. Hypothetically, if you got, say, a year or two years into your course and then you thought, you know what, I actually would prefer to go to, say, mechanical engineering, is that a possibility for you? Yeah, the thing is mechanical and aerospace are quite similar. The first two years are exactly the same. It's third and fourth year. That's when you start to specialize. Okay. And yeah, even like even if I complete an aerospace degree, I could still technically go into the mechanical engineering right. um, field because they're so similar. Okay, cool. Uh, well, that leads nicely into a question we actually had about careers. So... At the end of your degree, what kind of jobs would this qualify you for? Or like, what kind of jobs would you potentially be looking for? Um, the Defence Force is definitely an option. I remember um, when I went to an engineering camp, I was given the opportunity to visit the Air Force. And that was something that they talked about, how air, like aerospace um, engineers are always like um, hired for the defence. Yeah. Um, but also going overseas is definitely um, a possibility. Um, of course, we have NASA and SpaceX, but then Europe also has a thriving space agency, so that's something to consider. Um, something that's not common is that you could also go into formula racing because, um, the th- like as I said before, mechanical and aerospace are similar, a similar end. Um, so because there's like thermodynamics involved in designing those vehicles you could definitely go into into you know designing race cars and that kind of thing nice uh, is this like a, a niche area or like how many kind of jobs would there be out there if, if you're aware like is it a saturated market or are there lots of jobs kind of going um i would actually say that there is it's just that it's a very narrow field which is why we don't hear it a lot like right like Aerospace is a it's a thriving um, field, and I'm pretty sure I remember last year in the in the budget the government was also talking about how they want to you know start a space agency and yeah I would I would actually say it's a it's a thriving industry right now. Cool. Um, let's move on to questions about kind of your uni day to day experience. So what uni is actually like for you? Um, one of the most common ones is, you know, what's your schedule like at the moment? Like, are you at uni five days a week and just getting absolutely hammered with work? Or do you have a couple of days off? Or what does it look like for you? Well, <clears throat> last term I was at uni every day. So yep. <laughs> it was very tiring. Um, my usual schedule each day is usually I would at least have like two, um, like a two, two hour lecture mm-hmm. at least each day. And then uh, maybe um, I'll have a two. Tu- like um, a tutorial, um, mm-hmm. maybe in the middle or maybe like a lab because I was taking physics as well. Um, so that's my standard schedule. Um, the, the next term, I'm excited to have a day off. Nice. <laughs> uh, but um, it's still the usual. I'll have um, two two-hour lectures in a day and then maybe a tutor and a lab, that kind of thing. So that's how my schedule is. Um, cool. But the thing is like because it's... Mo- mostly lectures you don't have to go to them but i like to attend them because i know i'm not going to watch the lecture recordings <laughs> um so it's just briefly like what's the difference for you between a lecture a shoot and a lab so a lecture is where you um learn the content and you know it's a it's a very long 
it's a very long um, lecture, usually two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, a toot is basically, it's a smaller version. It's like, it's, there's only like 20 to 30 people in your, in your class. And yep. that's the time where you get to ask questions to your tutor. And, um, and your lab is basically, you basically do an experiment during the set time. And then you have to like do the questions that, in the lab manual. And those, and the and it gets marked and gets um, added to your final grade. Cool. Um, okay. Another question here: What's your work-life balance like at the moment? You know, do you have other jobs? Do you have a social life, or is it just completely uni at the moment? Um. Well, I'm still trying to figure out how to juggle like work and life, but yep. I have been, but. Uh, I have been doing extracurriculars last term, so mm-hmm. um, one uh, one extracurricular I signed up for is um, volunteer development program, which is hosted by um, Faculty of Engineering Society, where like I attend a couple of workshops on soft skills, and then I do fifteen hours of volunteering, and that gets recorded to your AHEX, wow. which is your academic transcript. So yep. yeah, and then the other thing I was doing was. Um, it's called a protege program, which is hosted by Women in Engineering Society, where you're kind of like partnered with um, someone who's doing a similar or same degree as you, and they're older than you, and they'll help you out, and you get to meet people who are doing like the sim- like similar or the same degree as you, and it was a pre- and the whole point is to like you know make friends, considering how like a lot of firsties are very nervous about like making new friends, yes. which which is something that I felt, and which is why. I thought it'd be a good idea to sign up for, and it was great. And I met four other, five other girls who are doing aerospace, and it was really cool to hang out with them and talk to them about aerospace. Yeah, nice one. Um, we've actually got a couple of questions just on that topic. Um, so in terms of you know finding friends, I guess specifically in engineering, but just at uni in general. So you've kind of touched on the the extracurriculars. Um, what what's your experience been like? Do you have any particular advice for finding those new people? Well, that was something that I was also concerned with, and I feel like the best way to you know, make friends, regardless of what degree you're doing, is, hey, I'm I'm going to go to this class. Am I in the right spot? That's how yep. I made friends. That um and yeah, that's the best way you kind of like go up and start a conversation with them. They always say like. This is co- coming from someone who doesn't usually go up to random people and talk. Yeah. It was it was something that helped me a lot because I'll be like, "Hey, am I in the right place?" And then they'll be like, "Yeah, sure." And then we'll have a conversation of what degree you're doing, what classes are you doing this term, and that's something that I did not not only in class but also in like social events where like at my uni they'd have like barbecues, and so you'd kind of like come for the free food but you're also seeing a bunch of people there and that's where you talk to people and network as well so sure yeah it's it's funny how and i think i've said this before but it's funny how once you get to uni like all of a sudden you've just got that golden question like oh hey what are you studying oh cool like do you like it oh what do you want to do after that like you've just all of a sudden got all these different things you can talk about which is really cool yeah it's very interesting to hear what kind of degrees people are doing and what kind of weird and wonderful combinations of degrees that they're doing as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, is it the case with engineering um, that you can do engineering units without actually 
during the degree because when I was at uni, I was doing arts. So you'd have like law students, science students, commerce students doing the same units. Is that a similar thing with engineering or is pretty much everybody in your units um, doing eng? Um, well, with, engineer- with engineering, like say in maths and physics, there's a lot of, in term one, there's a lot of students taking those subjects. So whenever yep. the lecturer is like, who's doing engineering? And like more than half the lecture theater would put their hand up and say, yep, we're sure. doing engineering. Yep. So we're kind of always like going in the same um, classes. It's like you start seeing people, like the same people whenever you go to a lecture. So yeah, yeah, it's usually the same people you see. You're listening to the ATAR Notes podcast. You mentioned you're in first year, so you've got lectures, shoots, labs and stuff like that. Um, have you heard anything about internships yet or what that will kind of look for you like are internships important are they mandatory kind of what's the go with engineering well in UNSW we have to do um it's compulsory to do 60 days of industrial training mm-hmm. it depends on the uni as well like I know with um UTS they also have a similar kind of program and yep. but from um what I was told that um 60 days of um, industrial training is mandatory in order for you to be officially registered under Engineers Australia. Okay. And that, and um, you could technically do it um, and during any part of your degree, but usually it's recommended that you do it in your third year because by that time you'd know like a little bit about engineering at least. Yep. Um, yeah, whereas like if you do it in your first year, all you know is like a bunch of maths, maybe a little bit of computing as well. Sure. So, yeah, yeah and so... Um, usually a lot of the good thing about, um, society, like a lot of engineering societies that they always promote, like, Hey, there's this opportunity where you could do, um, industrial training with this company. Mm-hmm. So you go, so you can apply if you want. And, um, that's something that you should keep an eye out when it comes to internships and work and, um, work experience, because it can be a bit difficult to, um, get an internship and, which is why they've always been pushing on about soft skills and building up your resume um, in like first and second year. So then like in say like third year, you're prepared to go look for industrial training and apply for these um, internships. Yeah, yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. Um, okay, we're almost done. Just got a few more questions. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, what are you most excited for when you finish your studies? Um, definitely traveling overseas and working there. Nice. Um, one thing that I've kind of been considering is doing, um, exchange overseas. Um, maybe like in Korea or maybe in Germany to do, um, to, um, do a bit of work there. Maybe post-grad, I'm not sure, but definitely going overseas and working with European space agencies. No, that sounds awesome. <laughs> um, you mentioned like post grad there. Do you have post grad study plans at all? Um, well, my degree is an honors degree, so I get to do a thesis. Nice. Um, at like in my four in my fourth year, but mm-hmm. um, there I would I haven't done much research on post grad with engineering, but um, it is something like it. It would, I would probably assume that there's an option. I know with um, biomedical engineering, that's actually a master's degree. So in your fifth year, you straight you do a straight up master's. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an option there. Awesome. Um, uh, there was another question here, which you kind of touched on a little bit, but 
did you consider studying something different? So like a completely unrelated type of degree and then going to engineering post-grad, was that ever an option for you? Well, actually I wanted to do a, to be a physicist when I was younger and then I moved to engineering. Um, it was more like I was interested with, it was, it kind of went back to like, I was more interested in like, oh, theory of flight. And that's how I wanted to, that's why I wanted to like dive into engineering. Plus I found it a lot more interesting to apply like my knowledge in physics to um, real life um, situations and, you know, make a bigger impact through engineering. Cool. Um, Very final question. Uh, If there was one thing you'd like those interested in engineering to know, then what would it be? Anything at all? Hmm, maybe, well, don't be scared off by the fact that engineering sounds challenging. It is challenging, but I feel like all degrees have their own unique set of challenges. And so don't be scared off by the idea of engineering is challenging because a lot of people have told me, hey, are you sure you're ready for engineering? And that honestly scared me off um, during the holidays, like before uni, but you know, everyone is on the same boat as you and you know you'll be faced with different set of challenges so and there'll be people there to help you so don't be scared off by it yeah that's really really good advice i think like with uni in general going into first year like your lecturers and tutors and stuff they know you're in first year (laughs) like they don't expect you to be at you know fourth year level Um, and and so there always will be support there whether that be for engineering or for any other degree as well yeah that's correct awesome well thank you so much for joining us um olivia and thanks everybody for submitting questions via instagram no worries thanks for having me yeah no that's totally fine i'm sure we'll have other podcasts um, as well in the future with um people doing different degrees and things like that so keep an eye out on instagram and other social channels for the question prompt Um, Otherwise, we'll link some free resources in the show notes. So there's an engineering um, section on the forums, a bit about engineering um, internships, um, also university journey journals as well, where you can see um, different people go through different degree types. Uh, But for now, thank you so much, Olivia. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the ATAR Notes podcast. For more free resources, hit up atarnotes.com.